everybody. It's Sunday. We're back. Yay, team. Yep, I'm your nooner every Sunday from noon to two. So hopefully you had a great week and hopefully it wasn't that hot. A little humid a couple days, but... It's cool now. Yo, yesterday... Okay, I was up at the Hugo Feed Mill 100th anniversary Friday and Saturday. And thank you all who stopped by and said hey and got some free samples of Nutrisource, which a lot. I gave a lot of samples away. But anyway, and so uh, I, I get down. The storm on Friday came from the north. It was going from north to southeast. Okay, so the thing is, I get off, you know, it's sunny, and it's just everything, and so it's about quarter after four, and it's like, okay, I'm done, and and anyway, so I turn around the corner to where my truck's parked, and I looked up, and I'm like, holy moly, it is black as the ace of oh, spades, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, oh my, okay, I had to go pick up my signs and stuff like that, I mean, and then I come flying in the driveway, and I stopped at the lower barn to close the, the barn door so the chickens didn't get soaked, okay, and so they race up to the house, and, and I'm, I, I call for Adeline, that's my one cat, mm-hmm. yes, my cats come when they call their names, okay, you'll be surprised, but anyway, she comes racing across, you know, the down by the pond, up to the house, I mean, pond and way up to the house, racing the house, shut window, shut window, okay, I said, oh, and then I come to the back to the front door to see if Adeline was at the front door, so she was sitting there, and I no sooner opened the door, and the the wind, the gust of wind hit so hard, I kid you not, <laughs> Adeline's face, it was like, <laughs> and her eyes squinted like, what the hey? <laughs> and she would she wouldn't move. So I said, get in here. <laughs> so I picked her up and put her. But the look in that cat's face was priceless. <laughs> this is absolute yeah. shock. Like, like I say, folks, you can't see what I'm doing, but you take your hands and, and put it on your cheeks and pull your face backwards. <laughs> and that's what it looked like. And then she's squinting like, whoa. But anyway, so. Did you get the hail? Well, you know, so. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. Looking ominous. No, 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 no. We get two tenths of an inch. Oh, really? Two tenths of an inch. And it rained. The wind, that gust, when the front hit, that was. But then it passed, and then it rained just enough for two tenths of an inch, and that's it. Nothing. We got the crazy hail. Did you? Yeah. My girlfriend left her windows down in her car, too. And? Uh, so we went out, and we didn't realize loads. it was soaked to the bone. Oh. <sighs> And then we went out to dinner and her car got towed. So, what? So, somewhere. It's, she's picking it up today, but because it was a private towing lot and they were only open from like two to four yesterday. I'm still mad about it. Over $300 cash only. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my. So somewhere yesterday it was just sitting in the hot sun, <laughs> soaking wet on the inside, just reeking. Oh, well, hopefully maybe some of that soaking, that heat evaporated that water. <laughs> Not wow. with all the windows up. It's just... Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness So I'll deal gracious. with that. Oh, so, you mean so you could only park there from 2 to 4? No, it was... We got towed um, from, like, a, a by a private towing company. Okay. So on Saturdays and Sundays, they're only open from 2 to 4. And I was oh. not free yesterday, 2 to 4. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Yes. What, you parked in just, like, the wrong place? Or we, yes. we made your own parking spot? So nobody will notice. <laughs> I was visiting some friends in an apartment building in the suburbs, and they told me to park in one lot, and it was 
I thought it was the guest lot. It was actually the across from the guest lot. It was permit parking, but not assigned parking. Ah, <sighs> just um, the the uh, verbs, man, uh, around those apartment buildings. But yeah, they got me. Uh, and it's the, those private towing companies are the worst because it is it was three hundred and twenty five dollars cash only. Wow, you went to ATM, did you? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There's another twenty dollar fee because I didn't get it yesterday. Oh lordy, yeah. So that's fun. Well, that's that is not happy. Be real careful where you park when you visit your friends in apartment buildings. Oh yeah, really. So what do you mean suburbs? Like where were you? What? Suburbs? Oh, we were in like St. Louis Park. Oh, St. Louis Park. Yeah. Okay. But man, for them to be Johnny on the spot like that, how did you? How long was it before you realized it was towed? We were only there two and a half hours. Oh my, that is really the big one. And it wasn't assigned parking, so someone had to have been cruising for that. For yeah. Somebody not lack of there. a permit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, IBS. Oh, yes. I'd be very happy. I mean, very, very, very ticked. Oh, yeah. Whoa, not good. And plus, when they tow your car, sometimes they don't tow it very nice and things break. No. <laughs> and no. so, oh, that's a bummer. Oh, well. So you got the car now. Oh, well, yeah. It's being picked up right now oh. by my partner. So. Oh, okay. Two to four. Okay. Yeah. It, it will okay. all be fine. And I have friends in town, too. And so that could just compounded the issue. So. <laughs> Yes, it's been call, fun. Did you have to call Uber? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. I, I managed to get a ride. Um, but, <sighs> Good yeah. gravy. Yeah, that's not fun. That's one thing I've never... I better be careful what I say. <laughs> knock on wood, knock yeah, on wood. Yeah, really. I've never gotten told by places, and I have invented some parking spots mm-hmm. with a truck. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you go up over the curb, and I'm going to park over there, and because I'm only going to be here, like you say, a couple hours, and you yeah. know, who, what the chances, right? There's one time, though, I got boxed in. Ooh, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, I had to stay where I was at a little. That was a long time ago. It's the private companies got to look out for it because you can park in a in a fire lane and still get a forty dollar ticket, right? Versus getting getting towed within yeah. two hours and oh, have to pay over three hundred. Wowzer, wowzer, wowzer! I'm sorry. It's okay. Extra, we learn our lessons. A lot of overtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, hopefully you guys got some questions for me today. And like I said, I answered a lot. I talked yesterday morning when I got the Hugo feed mail. And oh, Steve put on a wonderful. He had free corn in the cob, free hot dogs yesterday, root beer floats, pizzas. Uh, yeah. And then the bouncy thing for the, for the kids. And it was just a great time. And I was a steady flow. I was supposed to start at 11. I got there at about 20 after 10, figuring we're going to reset up the booth and blah, blah, blah for Nutrisource. And literally, they, they're giving out samples already, and people are standing there, and, and they're, and, oh, there's Katie now. And, I mean, I, it was just constant you know, people, you know, coming through and, and saying hi and asking questions and that. So, like I said, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But I talked yesterday nonstop from 20 after 10. I didn't look at the clock again until quarter to one. And then I was hungry. My stomach was just rumbling. <laughs> I said, somebody give me a hot dog. So I said, quick, I'm going to run over, get a hot dog. I ran over, got a hot dog, just across the parking lot. Okay, and I put it down, and then, you know, I was going to take a bite, and then somebody's asking me a question. So the flies got my hot dog. <laughs> you know, an hour, a half hour <laughs> later, I'm like, I ain't eating that. And so I went across the parking lot again and just grabbed the hot dog with no bun. I <laughs> ate the hot dog as I walked back to this. So then I got to eat it. <laughs> but anyway, but it was it was a lot of fun. But boy, I was so talked out between friday friday was steady but it wasn't as condensed and and so much as it was yesterday so but i love it i love every minute it was cool and then i was telling everybody my t-shirt for katie the radio show first and i'm not gonna tell you what it's gonna look like 
It's I know it's black, but hey, you got to take what you get, okay, with white lettering, okay. But I wanted neon yellow, you know, uh, <laughs> with uh, black lettering. But anyway, so they said, well, you can have black and white. And I said, oh, okay. I didn't want a white T-shirt. Nobody. Well, I see you got kind of maybe a white one. Yeah, it's I, got a print on it, but I can't wear. I mean, in zero point point two second, it's dirty. So I'll rather I'll take the black. So anyway, so yeah, so I can't wait for. Uh, that's in two weeks. Two weeks we're going to be at the fair. I bet you that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm that's looking forward to it. Yeah, it's always know. big in, in our household because, you know, my mom does the food show. Yep. And so the food culture of the state fair yes. preceding post, oh, yeah. it goes crazy. Wow. Yeah. That was, that's cool. That is so cool. I know. I was thinking, you know, I never get a chance. I've never been one to go to the fair to eat. You know, I have, um, uh, oh, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. It's a waffle with fudge on it and whipped cream. I can't remember what it's called. It's a hush puppy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the Tom Tom Dumbass, you got to get that, those. And then my corn dog, not a product pup, but a corn dog. I've never been really much on experimenting with the food. And the main reason is I don't have the patience for lines. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's like I could be doing something and standing in this line feeding my face, okay? And so then uh, luckily sometimes I go, you know, with somebody that is content to be patient and stand in line. (laughs) And so I said, fine, you stand there and I'll catch you in about 20 minutes, (laughs) you know. But anyway, but that's why I don't taste a lot of the food that I would really love to taste. But I don't have the patience for the line. So I remember when uh, my show used to be on Saturday mornings. And I never seen the fair wake up before, and I got had to get there. My show was from t- uh, eight to ten, so I got there at seven, and I'm like, I'd never been to the fair at that time. Like it's like, wow. I you used to work look- in the Hamlin Dining Hall. It's a weird experience getting there early. Yes, and I, I looked down on the streets and just like, there's nobody here. <laughs> and anyway, so I started walking. Some places were open. There wasn't a line. I. <laughs> could go up and get this. And then I, uh, I'm just like, this is fascinating. <laughs> and so even by the time I got off the air by 10 o'clock, it really, really wasn't that, that busy yet. Mm-hmm. And so I quick raced on, got chopped on a stick and I had only had it, you know, just maybe five, six people ahead of me. So I quick ran to the booths that I really wanted. Cause it, like I said, there are five, six people in line. It mm-hmm. wasn't like 25 people, 30 people. And uh, oh, what was that last year where they had the, Pickle pizza? Oh, Was yeah. that the year before? The line was like horrendous. There had to be 100 people Let me in that throw line. this out there. There's a couple of good places to get a really good pickle pizza in the Twin Cities. It's going to cost half as much, and you don't have to wait in line for 30 oh, minutes wow. to get it. Wow. Where yeah. is that at? Uh, well, I know there's a really good one. Um, it's a place in Nokomis and. You're putting me on the spot, so I can't exactly remember the name. But I love pickle-flavored things. Yes, I do. I and do. I me even too. didn't do, like, the pickle pizza at the fair because I was like, that's so overpriced yes. comparatively. And yeah. there are people doing, like, pickle pizzas in the Twin so Cities. So what is a pickle pizza? I mean, literally, instead of putting sausage on it, we're putting slices of pizza, p- pickles on it. Are we putting dill on it? What are we doing well, with Well, people this pizza? do it differently. I think very few people who do a pickle pizza do it with a red sauce. Okay. They typically do it with some kind of like white sauce or even like a ranch. Oh, really? And then, yeah, it's like mozzarella, pickles, and then usually some kind of like drizzle and then dried dill on top. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so it's kind of like usually kind of a white sauce, pickle, like ranch. Like an flavor. Alfredo sauce? Yeah, somewhat like an Alfredo sauce or just kind of some like, yeah, thinner like white sauce. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, see, I love anything dill. And when they start messing with the dills, you know, or a spicy dill, you know, hot pepper dill. No, no, no. Just give me the dill. They got the dill pickle uh, beer that's my favorite. I got to get that every year. Really? Yeah, it's out over at the ballpark. 
Where's the ballpark? It's the, the place they got the garlic fries. It's real close to the food building. It's called it's called the ballpark. But they oh, got yes, the yes, I know where that is. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh cool. It doesn't have a line. <laughs> I mean, the ballpark always has a line because it's a beer hall, but they uh, move it quickly because oh, it's a do. beer hall. Okay. Um, so I've never had an no issue getting it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah my, that might that, that tickles my fancy there. You know so. But yeah, I always look for the shortest line. And you don't, now think about it. The shortest line, usually what you're getting is not that good because there is not a line. Oh, <laughs> there is not a line. So it's just, so think about that one. You know, I never thought about that before. Yeah. Here we're talking and talking and yeah, we run late. Hey, give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-107. What happened when the monster ate the electric company? What happened to the, what happened to the monster when the he ate the electric company? Thanks for tuning me in. I'm here. All right. What happened when the monster ate the electric company? Uh, she became Godzilla. Oh, that's a... Yeah, that's, <laughs> he that's has electric thought. powers. All right. It was in shock for a week. It was in shock for, for a week. week. There we go. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Let's head for the line. We got the phones blew up, so we yeah. better start talking. <laughs> okay. Who's up first? Well, first up, we have Mary, who has just recently taken in a feral barn cat. It's been real bitey. Ah, hi there. Hey, Mary, how you doing? Okay. Good, good. So now, okay, Pierre, now taken in. Now, is the cat in your house or what? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, when when he arrived, he had ear mites, conjunctivitis, and something going on, weeping one eye. Okay. Uh, and so uh, at the vet, I was told he was a year old. He is five pounds. Okay. Oh, my. Okay. He, he had a hard time walking. He was wobbly. He was that undernourished or whatever. Okay, okay. And so he went to the vet. He's gotten his shots. He's gotten chipped. He's gotten um, the ear mites, the conjunctivitis, and the eye issue taken care of. Good. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, thank you for doing all that. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And I don't have him at my house yet because there are cats in that house, and I did not want those things to get to the other cats. Very good. So, He's at a neighbor's house and uh, is being fed, and I visit him every day. Okay. Um, but w- he wants nothing more than to be with people. Okay. But, um, he he will bite a little bit. Um, he'll bite my cheek, you okay. know, when I pick him up and, and hold him and all. Okay. So wanting to, what I've been doing is just kind of tapping his face lightly, you know, to... Okay. But I don't know if that's enough. No, the not. better thing to do... So he's not... Like you're petting him, and he tries to bite your hand as you pet him. It's so he's he, so you okay. So you got him. You're holding him, and he tries to nip it, nibble at your cheek. Right. Okay. Right. What you're gonna do is just give a little, you know, like a little gust of of, you know, if he starts getting too close, just give him a little by his nose, you know, in his mouth area. Okay. And and so because that is kind of like, but then just keep patting him. Because sometimes, you know, it depends. Every cat takes it a little differently. Because that's what my Adeline will do. She'll start licking my nose. And all of a sudden, I got a tooth on my nose. <laughs> it's like, <Okay>. wrong. <laughs> so then I just give her the little puff, a puff of air, you know. And then yeah. she stops. Okay, and then I'll mm-hmm. pet her a little bit more. And then she'll turn around and start cleaning my cheek. But then all of a sudden, I can feel the little, she's going to pinch. Ah, uh-uh. ah. You know, I just give a little puff puff of air and so that's what all it is is so then you just keep petting them don't like put them down after you puff them you know just start mm-hmm. you know hold them or whatever type thing and so now does sure. he mind being petted on the top of the head 
I don't think so, no. Okay, because, yeah, a lot of feral cats I found with feral cats that I've tamed up, they don't like the top of the head, but they enjoy the side of the cheek and under the chin is where they, mm-hmm. mo- you know, with one finger, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. That's the main thing. But, yeah, just give him a little puff of air. as You can, you know what I mean? He's getting close. You can kind of, you can almost see it coming. <laughs> and so just give him a little puff. And then, like I said, then just pet him or, or just keep holding him. And so it should get better. But, yeah, don't flick him with your fingers because then they're not going to like your hands, okay? Well, it was my whole, you know, my whole yeah. Uh, cap. Yeah, we know, don't want to so do like, that. Just give a little puff okay. of air in, in his okay. nose, mouth area, okay? And and so he hasn't been in the house yet, but I'm wondering, when he comes in the house, I'm expecting him to go for the countertops. Okay. Is there any good way to to detract that for him? Well, first of all, back up. Did you say you have other cats in the house? Yes. Okay, that's in itself is going to be a huge undertaking. Okay. okay. How many cats do you have? Three. Three. Okay, so this makes a fourth one? Uh, this will be a fourth one, but okay. those cats may be moving along with some of the uh, people in the house. Okay. Too, so. But that's, that's why I wanted this cat. Yeah. Okay, I see. Okay. But, Okay, so the thing is, is that you just don't bring this cat in, put him down, and hope everything's going to be okay. It's going to be a crap show, okay? You bring this cat home, put him in like a a, a, carry, a plastic carry kennel, you know, dogs carry kennel, you know, you can make it big enough. And because you want all the cats to be able to come and sniff, you know, mm-hmm. and so and then where you're going to have him is in a separate room. For a while, okay. and then the only time, right. then you're going to put him in the in the kennel, put him back out in the room, and now leave the door open to where he's staying, so the other cats can go in and smell it, okay? And mm-hmm. then then and they can come around and smell him, and now he's smelling them. And then if you can, and maybe after a week of doing this in his room in the kennel, you know, da da, then put the your cats in his room, shut the door, and then allow him to investigate the house. He won't be in his kennel. He'll investigate the house, okay? And then maybe for maybe a half hour, an hour, whatever type thing, then then you put him back in his kennel, let your cats out of his room, put him back in that room. Okay, you want to rotate this, all right, so that you, you have a higher success of everybody getting along instead of just bringing them home, dropping them on the floor, and just pray for the best. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna this brown robin will be a pain in the butt. But the thing you know is also now make sure whatever room that you pick. And this one thing people don't think of is sometimes people's basements are not finished where the ceiling, the rafters are still open. Okay. Oh. The basement is finished. That's oh. where I thought I would have him. Okay, good. Okay, because like I said, but you got to make sure you don't have any open rafters. I've seen more, especially feral cats, get up in there, and now they're cruising in the ceilings of the house and trying oh, to get them out is a toughie. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. No, There's no open Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. But so that's what you're going to do is you're just going to keep alternating, you know, where you go down there, spend time with them. Then now you come up and his smell is on you. Okay. And Mm -hmm. then you put him in the kennel upstairs and let the cats go. So just do a nice rotation so you can see people. They're a lot more settled and not worried. Okay. Sure. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Uh, Okay. Have a great day. You bet. Thank you. You betcha. When is a car not a car? When is a car not a car? Be back. 
YMCA keeps you fit and active so you have the energy to squeeze the most out of these final fleeting fabulous days of summer. Like squeezing the last drop of mustard on that final grilled hot dog. Yeah, that's the stuff. Squeezing a lemon into that finalized lemonade. Oh, my eye! And squeezing back into your swimsuit that's, yep, still wet. My arm. Finish your summer strong. Join at YMCANorth.org. Why is this so Alrighty then, thanks for listening and tuning in and sharing your afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. 21 years we're going on. When is a car not a car? When it's a motorcycle. <laughs> when it turns into a garage. When it turns into a garage. When is a car not a car? When it turns into a garage. There you know. <laughs> That's why I downloaded the rim shot. There you go. That's a heck of a deal. Okay, who's up? Well, next up we have Cindy, whose dog has been obsessively... Licking its paws. Oh, okay. Hey, Cindy, how you doing? Hi, good. Thank you. Good, good. So, yeah. So, I have a poodle. I think he's 11, 12 now, toy poodle. And um, uh, weight-wise, everything's good. Pooping, eating well. But um, lately, and I think it might be related to diet, but he's... I, I don't know if he's distressed, but he's licking his paws, and he's. Um, I I changed his diet to fresh pet for the last three four days, and his tongue. I I put a um, cone around his neck. Okay. You know the yeah because I didn't want him licking the pets, but his like his tongue is darting in and out of his mouth and. Um, I, I don't know why he's doing that. Okay, or... okay. Usually when they're overlicking their paws, uh, it can be stress, but it also is most likely the food. So now prior to, you just cha- changed a fresh pet. Okay, but now did you take the cone off and does he keep licking the paws or what? Um, well, I'll have to do that now. I just put in... I, I just put the cone on the other day. Okay. Okay, so then what now what doing? were you feeding prior to your switch right now? Well, I was feeding him a Nutrisource can. Okay. And um, I, I was, you know, rotating the flavors. Okay. So. Okay. And, and the- he was eating fine. And yeah. Okay. Um, and so that he didn't, he didn't, was not licking at that time. So when did he start licking his paws? Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay, so... So how long has he been licking his paws? Weeks? Months? What? No, no. So he's been licking his paws. I changed his diet the last four days. He's still doing it. So he was licking his paws for about three days. It's like he he doesn't do it all the time. He looks at the end of my bed, and it seems like in the morning... Oh, wait a minute. I might know what's going on here. He starts licking his paws and that. But you know what, too? I was on vacation, and I was home more. I work a rotating schedule. Okay. So could that be like a stress Oh, definitely, definitely. It's his paws. um, Now, what color of dog is he? He's a white dog. Okay, so now it was paws. Are the paws looking orangish-reddish at all? No. Or like in between his... In between his toes, is that looking reddish at all? Or? Um, let me look. 
No. Okay, no. good, good. Because that's a good sign, okay? Because uh, if it was radish, that means he's dealing with allergies, and yeah, to change the food, okay? But the mm. thing is, is that if everything had been going along fine with the Nutrisource, okay, and then you, you, because usually if they start licking, everything's been doing fine, all of a sudden now, like last week, he said, okay, we look at what did you do? Was there um, roofers? Was there contractors? Was Did your schedule change? Did somebody come and stay? Somebody leave? What, was there a stress point that triggered him? Him, and some dogs, that's what they do, is they lick themselves when they're stressed, okay? Okay. okay. And, and so if you had the, the rotating diet and stuff like that, then, um, I mean diet, I mean rotating shift, you know, there could have been something else that came into play, and for some reason he's just a little off kilter, and that's why he started licking his paws, okay? Okay. Because if you're rotating, that's a good thing. Uh, um, do you give him anything else other than canned food? Do you give him any of your food, like an egg here, or whatever type thing? Yes, good, I do. good, good. And that's good. The more variety you can put into the dog's diet, the better. As long as you don't get them too fat, okay? Yeah, so, no, his weight is real good. And, you know, again, his poops look really good. Good, he's good. pooping, peeing, eating. Okay, good, good, uh, good. Okay. okay, so I would take a stress that having that collar on makes it pretty stressful, okay? Like, oh, okay, why okay. do I have this? So what I would do is I would take the collar off and then try to get him interested in something. Go for a walk, uh, play a game, um, uh, teach a trick. Get his mentally uh, off of it and onto something else so that then, just like with a person, you know, you're feeling co- melancholy for some reason. Somebody stops over with a balloon and a cake and all of a sudden you forget how sad you were, okay? Oh, and okay. so, and that's what I would do is just try to up, you know, like I say, go, take him for like a, a two block walk. It doesn't have to be for any length of time, but just move him forward. Okay. Then when you come in the house, then may either play a game with him or teach him a trick or, you know, do something to kind of just mentally stimulate him so that then he'll forget about his stress uh, for a little bit and hopefully it'll get less and less and then he'll quit licking his paws more and more or less, it, less and less. There you go. Okay, okay, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, um, I guess, you know, I've been, as I started him on last three, four days, fresh pet. Yep. And, and I, I just kind of weaned it into the, with the um, Nutrisource, should I go back to Nutrisource? Well, if you want to keep that in in your rotation, you know, like maybe do one day, a couple of days of Nutrisource and a couple of days of Fresh Pet, you know, the more variety you can get, the healthier the yeah. dog, okay? Now, okay. obviously, Fresh Pet is okay, but Nutrisource is a lot better. Okay, as far as the ingredients and the quality and such like that. All right. And, and so, like I say, if you want to keep that as a variety point for your dog, that's great. And what's really cool is that Nutrisource now is rolling out. They have freeze dried, which is, you know, raw with, with the moisture taken out. That's going to be available okay. in stores pretty soon. And so I would even incorporate okay. that because what you just do yeah. is crumble it up and put a little water with it. And that's really good for your puppers. Okay? okay, and so that's what I would do. But like I say, so just you know, just rotate. You know, feed out your what you got now, and then rotate. You know, go back into the Nutrisource. Watch for you know the the freeze dried, and incorporate that into your rotation too. Okay. But the big thing okay. is right now your homework is is stimulate them, get them mentally onto something, okay? So that instead of just sitting and petting them and watching them lick his paws, <laughs> you're gonna you know yeah. in, in engage him so that then he can just move forward, get mentally tired, and then now he's not gonna be as stressed, and then he's not gonna be licking his paws, okay? So try okay. that first, and then get, if it doesn't seem to work, call me next week and we'll talk about it again, okay? Okay, great. I will. I will do that. Thank okay, you very much. You bet. Have a great Thanks. day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Yep. Uh, stress, it, it being that he's good weight, 
You know, it's not uh, rusty between the, the toes or the paws, the pads or whatever. If your dog has any rust on their paws, that is allergies, and it's really going to start going nuts. So you got to start yeah. doing something ASAP. And so before it totally, you know, blows up. But, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, some people, like I said, don't realize how dogs sometimes perceive like like uh, schedule change or people coming, keep people going, whatever, and like roofers or con- you know uh, contractors, that's all stress for the dogs. Yeah, and so and then some of it handle it well and some don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> say on my show page, what did you post today? Uh, today we have a link uh, to donate to the Maui Humane Society. Um, they are assisting animals that have been injured or displaced as a result of the Maui wildfires. So if you would like to donate to help the animals um, down in Hawaii. Then head over to our show links page and you can find out ways to help there. Oh, that's nice. You know, you forget, a lot of people forget about the pets. You know, what mm-hmm. is truly, that that is so devastating. But I mean, you know, when you see tornadoes and you see floods, but fire is so final. There's just ashes left. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to be, I can't even imagine being caught in a fire, you know, that you know, yeah, and yeah. they totally both. And I and those cadaver dogs are coming in, God bless them. It's amazing how those dogs work. It's mm-hmm. you know, there's a very few handful, and we got I think one or two in Minnesota that are cadaver dogs and rescue dogs. It's very rare to have a dog that does both life and death. Okay, yeah, they're usually just trained for the death smell or the life smell. <laughs> but we, I think we have two of them not in Minnesota that is. Both the uh, cadaver and live. Well, I'm glad we have some. We're the North gets treacherous. Yeah, it really does. I know. So when my brother went missing, you know, in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, they brought cadaver dogs down by the river because we th- think he went in by uh, uh, Fort Snelling. Yeah. And so they had cadaver dogs, and I'm like, I don't need to be there. I don't want to see what they're going to find, might find. But anyway, but it is really interesting how in a, a water that moves, you know, like a, you know, a river, how they can even catch that scent. Well, you can't even totally. fathom the tracking abilities of a yes. dog trained like it's that. It's totally it's unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Okay, uh, while we run a break, and then we're going to take our our next callers. All right, oh, let's let's do, let's do a question. Okay, about how much water does the average person use in one day? 10 to 20 gallons, 30 to 40 gallons, 60 to 80 gallons, 80 to 100 gallons. How much water does the average person use in one day? All righty, thanks for staying with us. Okay, about how much water does the average person use in one day? 10 to 20 gallons, 30 to 40 60 to 80, 80 to 100. What do you think? 30 to 40? Nope, believe it or this. I was astounded at this one. 80 to 100 gallons. Oh, wow. What is that? Just like a shower? Well, when you think about, you know, it's not just, you know, you're drinking it, you're using it to cook, you're using it to take a shower or a bath, you're watering your lawn. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There's washing your car. Those statistics I'm, get crazy when you start to include like the water used to process your food and all those things. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. Okay. Guess what? This about how many gallons of water do the average person use in one day in the medieval times? In the medieval times. Okay, five, ten, fifteen, or thirty gallons a day. Ten gallons a day. Five gallons a day. Wow. That's not enough water. <laughs> yeah, but but you know though you know we're very what's the word 
complacent. You know, with the drought, I'm, you know, we have well water. Mm-hmm. And so with the drought, you know, the, the aquifers have to get refilled in order for us to get water. Okay. Yeah. And I've never been a lawn water and I'm a very, um, uh, I got two flower gardens that I will water, you know, but it's, I do it, at, you know, in the evening so it doesn't evaporate and I don't leave it on for all that long. I'm very mindful about water. Like even like, like we got the kiddie pools with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and they're leaving tomorrow morning. But anyway, with the grandkids and um, I, I couldn't dump out the water because they got it so dirty. So I just gave them pails and I said, here, go water that, go water that tree. Yeah. I had to, I couldn't just tip them over. I had to say they had, had to use it for something, you know. So, but we're, you know, people that have these manicured lawns. I'm sorry, folks. I'll probably get hate mail. I'm sorry. During a drought, you better pay attention because water is not. Um, the, the, there will come a time if we are not mindful that that water is going to be so precious. Yeah. And why should we get to that point before we become mindful? And the thing is, is that if your lawn goes dormant, you be like the hay fields this year. Uh, they, I mean, when they cut that the, that set first crop, there was no water after that. And the thing is, is that they were totally brown. You'd swear to God, that whole field, you know, you're you're looking at over a hundred acres that it's just brown. We got yeah. a spit of rain, and you could see the hue of greed coming. And then you get another spit, it came back. You know what I mean? It's not coming back. But it, it, it does bounce back. But people are just so, these lawn happy people, these, you know, uh, with, uh, yeah, I just, people, we're going to, you know, you got to pay attention to the water that you're using. Okay, I'm off my back. My, <laughs> my, my soap opera. Okay. Okay. Oh, don't forget, don't forget next, this coming Saturday, I'm going to be doing the Stop Out Suicide up in Wyoming, Minnesota. Uh, go to stompoutsuicide.org. I do the water dog water truck, truck, and I give out free samples of Nutrisource. And I got free bandanas. And this, it says Stomp Out Suicide, the bandanas for the dogs. And I do give them to some people. <laughs> but anyway, so put, put that on. I'm, I'm there from nine in the morning till noon. Stompoutsuicide.org. You can say, and, you know, donate to the cause. Come on out. We're all in this same boat of what we've gone through. And so it's really good networking. Okay, who's up? Well, next up, we have Kathy, whose uh, German Shepherd has been really bitey after playing. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Hi. How old's your pupper? 18 months. Ah, uh, he's just a puppy mush brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, what are you playing with him that then we, he, he refuses to stop? Well, well play uh, ball or she's got this turtle that she just loves and we'll fling it like a frisbee and she'll bring it back and good girl, good girl and play and then I'll do it some more and then we'll do that for about 15 minutes and then when I've got to get on with whatever I'll say, okay, now we're going to put the turtle away and I'll put the turtle in her box. She'll go get the box. She'll go get the turtle, bring it back and kind of love nip me. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. And then I'll say, no, we have to put the turtle away, and I'll just keep doing that. And then finally she gets, you know, a couple, I don't know, three or four times she gets it. And then, you know, then she's fine. But until she gets it, she's like nippy at my forearm, okay. my hand. Yeah, okay. First never, of all. You know, never biting me. Okay, yeah. Never bite biting me. No, she's pushing you. Breaking. She's pushing right, you. Right, Okay, so the thing is, is that, first of all, um, fifteen minutes of playing with a turtle is a little bit too long. <laughs> you, what well, you don't, I mean, what you don't want, ball, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but no, what you don't want is to create a compulsive disorder. 
Sometimes you throw it once, twice, uh, once a stop, twice a stop, no more than three times, and you're on to something else, okay? Because, oh. uh, because other, no, what, no, don't give me this ah stuff, okay? Because what people do is they cre- create compulsive disorder with their dogs by throwing it and throwing it and throwing it and thinking they're having fun. And then all of a sudden your dog is chasing flies, chasing shadows, doesn't know how to back down because you've overstimulated them. All right. So that's why at the beginning, what you want to do, and also too, you got to look at, okay, she's 18 months. She just, her joint sealed, her, her joint seals at two years old. All right. So if you do too much of the uh, run and get it and slam on the brakes, pick it up and bring it back, you're screwing up with her, her, especially with shepherds, they have poor skeletons anyway. And so what happens is that you, their joints won't seal right and you're going to have an early onset arthritic dog. Okay. So what you're going to do is sometimes you throw, you want, you lob it once and stop, go on to something else. Teach her the names of things and to go get it and bring it back to you. Don't give her to get her to that upside where now it's like, okay, let's do it again. Come on, let's do it again. Let's do it again. You're creating the writing's on the wall. You're gonna have a compulsive disorder with this dog, okay? And you've created it. And I could tell with your voice, but oh, but she was having so much fun. Well, then she doesn't know how to, how to stop either. And that's is what you being the leader has to say. Define your rules. Where hey, because when I uh, when I'm done playing with my dogs i just put my hands in the air and i go done and i walk away okay and so then okay. so then they just kind of go but but hello <laughs> and i'll go in the house or i'll go around the corner i'll go sit down and they just kind of come up to me and they'll huh you know and i don't even look at them i don't give them i just turn my head sideways call me and say no okay and so then you know they'll just kind of okay <laughs> and occasionally you know at the beginning when i'm training one they'll bring it something to me and I'll go, oh, thank you, and I'll sit on it. Or I'll go put it away somewhere. Because the dog should never tell you when they are going to play. You bring it out, and you start it, and you stop it. You have clear-cut definitions, all right? Because otherwise, the dog is the dog's house is not your house. And so that's why it's really important to, because you're not gonna, the dog's not going to love you any less. What you are doing is being a good mom that you want your kid to be structural sound because the joints haven't sealed until two, until two, okay, at 24 months. Okay, then, and you're going to find other things other than running that dog. I tell people that, you know, throw things for the dogs. If you can do the exact same thing, pattern, speed, everything that you're expecting that dog to do, then throw it every time you, you throw it for the dog, you have done doing the same thing, then go for it. And most humans can only last two times, okay? But you expect the dog to do it 50 times. And so, yeah, they'll do it because they want to please us, okay? But the whole thing is, is us, especially with a young dog like this, is that you want to make sure that you are laying good groundwork for manners, not to have create a compulsive disorder, and not to wreck your skeleton. You know, as far as that powering off the hips to go get something, slamming on the brakes, spinning, power off the hip, hips and the ACL, you know, to bring it back. And so then pretty soon, like I say, it, it gets, it gets wild. But what, what you just want to do is put your hands in the air, done, you know, and just walk away. And, you know, like I said, if the dog follows you carrying whatever he's got in his mouth, you know, just ignore it. If you sit down, he tries to put it in your lap to just say thank you and you sit on it or you go put it away somewhere where the dog can't get it. And so you just, you're saying done, we're done, you know, and that, and a good, well-trained dog will do that. They can go a hundred miles an hour to zero when the, when the owner says done. All right, and not keep goading you like, no, I'm not done. No, I'm not done. And usually the dogs learn that if I goat you enough, you will give in. <laughs> okay. And that's not what you want to do. Don't give in. No. no. Okay. 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 Oh. Okay. Good luck. I-
Thank you. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, that people just don't, you know, they just keep throwing it and throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. We did one week, we did a, a thing about fetch. People way overfetch their dogs, way overfetch. And so that's why like, all of a sudden, five, six years old, you're starting to get gimpy, a seven, eight years old. Maybe I need a, they got an ACL tear or hip problems or whatever is because you've overdone them. You know, you, 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 yeah, they love doing it. Oh yeah, they will. But then, oh, you created the compulsive disorder, and obviously with any compulsive disorder, you don't know when to stop. <laughs> you know? By definition. Yes. And so that's why, like I say, it's it's really important. You play fetch. You play, you know, do some nose work. Teach some tricks. Do some obedience. You know, have a nice, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, an array of things that you're teaching the dog that you can work with instead of just pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. All right. Cause like I say, it's, it's, it's really mentally not good for the dog and physically not good for the dog. And there's so many things. And I'd rather do nose or teach the dog to find a particular scent, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. That's so fun. Cause then you try to outwit the dog. Like he's not even going to find it here. He's not going to find it there. My Hank was the best uh, sniffer that I had. And, um, I would, uh, take what he's supposed to find and i would put that when i started putting it like in a jacket pocket right so i mean he had to really do you know he had to come up off the ground number one you have to you have to teach a dog to serpentine the room that's taught otherwise they have a tendency to just keep their nose to the ground mm-hmm. well anyway and so he learned to serpentine the room and it was always so cool it's like he'd go past it and i'm like ah i got him i got him and all of a sudden you could see that quick head turn like whoa wait a minute i think it's over there and then it's this question of where to find it, get it off the ground, you know, and then he, when, as soon as he found it, like in the pocket, his nose was just like, you know, you know, really yeah. bump it. You're like, it's there, it's there. <laughs> and it was so fun to work with him on that because it, it's, it's a stimulus for me to see if I could outwit him, like to, or how long it took him to get this particular thing. And then it becomes like timed events. Like, I'm going to put it here, boy, it's going to take you 15 minutes. <laughs> and man, five minutes he found it, you know? And so that is so empowering and it really drains dogs that know nose work. It really drains their brain and they are very calmer and steadier dog it's way cool you know i took your advice on that i actually did start doing that with stanley it's fun oh yes it is so much fun. we do kind of a hide and seek game where i have him like sit and stay but he knows i have a treat yep and then he runs away or then i run away and then i'm he has to find me in the room and then if i say where is it and i don't have the treat he looks for it good there you go see like like i say you mentally use it mentally use it okay where we are here let's see Okay, how many airplanes could be built from the aluminum cans thrown out by U.S. airlines in just one year? One, eight, 23, or 58? We'll be back.